Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, back with another episode of the Causeway Street Podcast. Josie Pavone here alongside Sean Dutra, Joel Pavone. We got what a up? special edition of the Causeway Street Podcast, guys. Celtics are up 3-0 in their best of seven series against the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, potentially hours away from a sweep. And we got a special guest, a uh, friend of the podcast. She's been on a few times. Uh, she's a sister of Al Horford. She's the host of the Horford Happy Hour Podcast, which I strongly recommend. Uh, she's Anna Horford. What's up, Anna? What's going on? Hey, guys. How's it going? Excited to be here. So how's uh how's how you been? How's your summer been? I know you've been out in the UK. Uh, I know it's uh you, you were out there before the shutdown, if I'm not mistaken, right? So things changed rapidly, but uh, hopefully you're still having a little bit of fun out there, you know, throughout the summer. Yeah. So I've been here for quite a while. I've been here throughout the entire pandemic. So unfortunately, a lot of my traveling plans uh, were canceled. I had plans to travel all across Europe, but. It's been pretty good. You know, summer here in the UK, it's very different from the US, especially with all this coronavirus stuff happening. But despite how I sound and having a cold right now, um, it's actually been a lot, from what I hear, safer to be here than it is to be back home in the States right now. Um, just talking. because of, yeah, <laughs> just because of how, um, you know, the US has handled the pandemic and whatnot. But uh, yeah, it's been really good. Things are starting to open back up here. Bars, restaurants, movie theaters, stuff like that, uh, just because it was so strict for so long. So we're doing, uh, yeah, we're doing pretty well. And this, though, this last week has been uh, pretty rough for me. I'm sure you guys can guess why. Mm, yeah, yeah, I bet. Let's get right into it. No. <laughs> That's why I kind of want to start off with the UK talk and all that stuff. Yeah, um, lighten the mood before you guys just just start throwing daggers. It's fine. That's <laughs> <laughs> kind of what we do here, right? Come We're on. nice to our guys <laughs> in the beginning. You know us. You know us by now. This is this is this is this is, this is custom. <laughs> what we do? Well, I yeah. To get Anna on before the series started, but she already went on a couple of podcasts. You know, you've been uh, you've been popular throughout the week for obvious reasons. You know, Celtics uh, Sixer series. But um, you kind of want to talk about what, what you had to say on these podcasts. I mean, obviously, 
the the Sixers continue to struggle. Uh, Al Horford is a struggle that you seems like it seems like they're not quite sure if they want to start him. If they want to come have him come off the bench. There's a lot of uncertainty, of course, in Philadelphia. But uh, it, it definitely that that's certainly been a talking point this week. It's been really strange, actually. Like this whole playoff series. I mean, the Celtics just like kind of really came out swinging. And I've been obviously my very opinionated self, which rubs a lot of people the wrong way on social media. And it's just been really hard watching this Philly team. Like it's just a consistent train wreck. And, you know, I just, I obviously, if you know basketball, you know that these guys, they're not playing well. They're not playing together. I think there are some coaching issues. I, even had like a really like snide tweet about like Brad Stevens coming into like maybe being able to coach the 76ers for a few plays because they really need someone who actually kind of knows what they're doing. <laughs> I saw um, that tweet. I saw that tweet. Yeah. So I'm just like at this point, like it's so annoying and I'm not enjoying the series at all. Obviously Al's struggling, which is not like him. You know, you guys know what kind of playoff player he is. Um, and has been for his entire career. Um, he's never not made the playoffs. He's always made an impact. And so it's been really weird seeing him struggle. And it's been weird seeing him like not be utilized in a great way. It's not all, you know, on the coach or his teammates or anything. It's definitely on Al as well. But I don't think they know how to use him, which is really frustrating. Where would you put the blame? Not just, not particularly about Al. I know because, you know, just how you broke it down sounds about right. I mean, it is shocking to see Al. I mean, he's number three on this team. He's the number three player on this team with Ben Simmons being out. Um, obviously he's struggling, but the Philadelphia 76ers struggles. Where do you put most of the blame? Is it Brett Brown? Do you, do you see that his coaching has been or lack of coaching been the number one reason why this team is struggling so much right now? I mean, I think it's a mix of things. You obviously can't blame the coach entirely, but I feel like when you have as much talent as Brett Brown has, especially, you know, when Ben was still playing, mm-hmm. the fact that he hasn't really been able to get this team over the hump and hasn't been in recent years as well, I think that that speaks volumes. I think that we need, we're missing a few like key players as well. We need better shooters. You know, we, uh, we have the size. We, we just need like people who can go out there and actually like hit threes. And last night's game was pretty much just full of like second chances. And just because, you know, we were able to out rebound and like, um, get second chance shots and stuff. That's the only reason the 76ers were even still in the game. Right. It wasn't because, you know, we were firing from three and like, going off. So I, I think that this team is, you know, missing some key pieces. I think it really hurts that Ben isn't playing. Obviously he's a great playmaker. And I think that that's just been hard on everyone and no one's really been able to step up and, and gel. I mean, Embiid's doing amazing. He's pretty much carrying the team. Um, and I don't think anyone would say otherwise, um, but it has been really frustrating. So Yeah. What, um, so last night there was some, uh, it looked like Al was sort of barking at Brett Brown at one point last night. Have, have you ever any insight on his relationship with Brett Brown? I know, you know, he started him and didn't start him. Uh, you, you talked to Al about sort of what his feeling about, you know, his usage in the, in the offense or in the system? I just feel like Brett Brown is just really confused 
about how to use <laughs> Al. Like he has, <laughs> he, really he has like he has no idea what to do with him, and it's crazy because look at how Al performs under a coach like Brad Stevens compared to how he's performing under Brett Brown. Like how you're used is everything. Like chemistry is everything, and it's just falling short on this team. There's just I I don't like I said I don't think Al. He might be a better fit for this team if they had a better coach. But at the same time, I don't even know. You know what I mean? Like, if, if you fit, you fit. If you don't, you don't. Right. Um, but, yeah. So, it's been frustrating for sure. Yeah, I think even if you look back at that that Hawks team, remember that team that won the East? Yeah. Like, dominated yeah. Like, four All-Stars. And I'm yep. sure you remember, like... 2015. The, that, the talent level in that team, and you look at the talent level, like, to, to compare it to Philly, I mean, it's not that far off in terms of... of what kind of when you put that sort of talent around uh, Al and what kind of results you'll get, you know? Mm. Yeah, definitely. And and like I said, like when he was in Atlanta, he was their cornerstone, like right. huge in the playoffs. Showed up year after year, like did the same thing for Boston in the playoffs. Like dominated, helped dominate this Philly team. And then you know you get Philly fans like all up in my mentions, like <laughs> your brother's trash. We hate you. Go kill yourself. And I'm like. You do realize, like, he's beat your ass every year, and <laughs> your coach just doesn't know how to use him. Now that I you've mean, got him, yeah. <laughs> yeah, now that you actually have him. And, you know, I do think that Al needs to step up, and, like, obviously, he's the first person who would take accountability, and you can't blame everything on coaching, and you can't blame it, you know, on other people. But at the same time, it's like you don't go from being a player with that much postseason, like, production, like, playoff production, to to you know averaging five points a game in the playoffs like that just doesn't happen unless you're not being utilized well what do your siblings say throughout the week i, I know al doesn't reach out to you about stuff like that but like you know after the, the the being on the podcast and things you have to say on twitter are they like damn man why are you such a savage or are they just like oh that's what's up that's anna i just say the things that people are thinking and like just, <laughs> you just don't want to say the fam? yeah i got you <laughs> i mean basically like obviously i can't speak for al and i wouldn't want to like put words in his mouth but as far as like my other siblings go like <laughs> we're all dming about you know the same things i'm talking to my dad about it as well and like this team just the way it's set up it's just as it is mm. right now has not been a good fit for al and i think that I mean, I think everyone would probably agree with me on that. Yeah. Do you feel that at, at any point of the season where you thought, okay, uh, he, he's starting to fit in, Al's starting to fit in a little bit, he's starting to, you know, get into rhythm, or you just during, I mean, I know it's hard because it was a four month layoff to just realize, you know what? Maybe Al is just not a good fit for this, for the system, mm-hmm. right? I'm not going to say for the team because obviously if they were to change coaches, maybe something changes, you know right. what I mean? But, did you, did you ever feel like that at, at, at all? That he was like, okay, now he's starting to, you know, fit in a little bit or, or just like, just, just the general consensus the whole season, even with the layoff, like, all right, maybe this is not, this is not the place for him or, or the system for or him. Or the system for him. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys have like ever noticed this, but Al generally starts each season off like a little bit slower, mm-hmm. um, you know, than, than most players, especially starters. And then after the all star break, he starts heating up and then, once the playoffs hit, he kind of turns into this, like what, what Celtics fans used to call him playoff Al. Yeah. yeah like yep. a different, a different player, you know, he kind of turns up the heat and stuff. And unfortunately with the, stoppage, the right pandemic with the and yeah. yeah, the pandemic and everything going on, like he didn't really get a chance to 
um, you know, to gel into that how he normally would. No one did. And these guys, you know, had a few months off. Unfortunately, I don't think that helped them at all. I think that these guys have a really long way to go. Like I said, we really, really could use some shooters on the team and, um, you know, just some, some more chemistry. It's like so frustrating watching Al do things that he did in Boston and, and 76ers players missing it, if that makes sense. Like, so, yeah. so, you know, someone will drive and Al will be wide open 20 times a game. I almost tried to count how many times last game yeah. that he was wide open, like, at the three point line, you know, and you guys know he can hit those shots. We saw yep. him do it with the Celtics. So, so they too. just don't look for him. It's yeah, like yeah. their, their court vision isn't there. Not having been, you know, on the court has really, really hurt them. So it's been hard for Al to produce. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. I mean, we talked about this. We've talked about it a few times, uh, here on the podcast that I just, they're, they're just not utilizing him to his strengths, right? Mm. You know that. Oh, you remember the last three years in Boston in the offense, Al had to touch the ball at least once or twice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there, and, and, and this time around, it's like, all right, just get open and maybe you'll get the ball. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. Celtics fans that are watching this, they're just like, wow, like how does, uh, one season removed dictate like how Al, does this, this, is this the end of Al? And it's like, nah, it's like I- no, he, he's got plenty of basketball left, obviously, but at the same time, you're just like, how, how is Philly not, Trying to, to, to fit, you know, Al Horford into the system. Honestly, Al needs to, Al needs to leave Philly, man. I just don't, I, like, they, they need to, something has to I happen. I feel like a lot of it had to do with, let's just take Al from Boston. Yeah, yeah. We'll be okay. I, I mentioned that last we'll week. We'll get them out of the way. Yeah, if we yeah. take, you know, but at that the, time, cause think about it, at that time, we don't know who their point guard's going to be. Yeah. This is before Kemba. Here's yeah. the biggest so thing. So they though, thought that that was going to completely push Boston out of the water. The, the, Al has no one to really guard on the Celtics. Because Embiid's going to take Tice, right? Yeah. He's not going to – Yeah, and we you don't have a power forward, you know? Yeah, right. yeah. and it's been frustrating because you guys know, like, Al's not a bad defensive player no. either. No, But obviously he's going to struggle if he's guarding Jalen Brown. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or like – Tatum. And yeah. and, yeah, or Tatum or whoever it is, you know. And it's also just – it's been like – obviously the Embiid show, I fully back that. He's, yeah. he's great. He's going to get, however, a million shots a game. But, like – it's just frustrating, like, especially in game one and two, it was Embiid taking a shot, then Harris, then Embiid, then Harris, then Embiid, mm-hmm. then Harris. And I was like, can we get someone else involved on offense? Yeah, especially like, not Harris. Can't... Harris sucks. <laughs> yeah, and you can't, <laughs> you can't just do it with two guys either. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't know. I just, I think there needs to be better ball movement. And, and it's just the same thing game after game. It doesn't seem like Brett Brown is like making these adjustments that he needs to be making against the Celtics team. And that's where coaching comes in because Brad Stevens is going to analyze the fuck out of his opponents yep. and he's going to adjust and make changes. And like, he's not afraid to make changes. And I feel like Brett Brown doesn't really know where to go from here. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, this is the last question for me. Anna. So, what what's the next step here? I mean, you talk about outside shooting. I mean, what what kind of what do you think Philly needs to do to to get themselves better prepared for for the next season? 
you, do you think it's going to be a, a big trade? Because, you know, there's talk around uh, the Sixers about potentially trading either Ben Simmons or, or Embiid, you know, something drastic. Do you see something drastic happening or do you just see them adding potential pieces like you mentioned outside shooting? I mean, Sean, you talked about before the season even started, like they don't have J.J. Redick. Like that's another big piece that, you know, having Jimmy that Butler. outside threat really, you know, made things difficult for opponents. Jimmy Butler, your boy. I don't, I don't even want to get you started on Yo, your boy, Jimmy. They chose Tobias Harris over Jimmy Butler. That's where they went wrong, right there, right there. <laughs> I don't want to get you no, started. No, I think they were always going to sign both or they wanted to sign uh, both. Well, I think they chose – I think they were like, you know, going back to Al Horford thing, I was like, we we got to get this the second yeah. max guy. Right. And they, they were like, oh, let's just take him from, from Boston. And that's exactly what happened. So what do, you, what do you think happens next? I think that Philly has gotten themselves into a lot of trouble with making, like, those big moves, like giving Tobias Harris that massive contract, giving Al, you know, that massive contract – I think that they have really like overshot in the last like couple seasons. So I think they're probably going to revert back to like making smaller moves, trying to get some shooters in. Like, I don't think, I don't necessarily think they're going to be like any huge moves. I am not loving Al in Philly. So personally, like I would not shed a tear if he, you know, <laughs> wasn't a part of this team. Um, mm. And I don't know, it's just been frustrating. I feel like the, the city didn't really ever embrace Al or our family or, you know, it, it just was so different from our experience with Boston that like, I'm at this point, like I'm so over it. And obviously it's not all about Al and, and whatnot, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think it's probably going to be like a series of little moves next season. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, I remember we spoke to you right before the season started, and we were trying to get a little bit of insight. Like, you know, did you <laughs> that was a did year you, ago? Did you crazy. see that coming? <laughs> you know, did you see you know these just these little like I don't know clues that I was going to go to Philly? I gotta ask, and you don't have to answer if you don't want to, but I gotta ask: <laughs> Do you think Philadelphia tampered? With Al Horford, because it's like Al Horford opted out in the same day. He's like, oh, he's gone from the Celtics. I'm like, yo. And even my Danny phone, Ainge said it. was going off. And even Danny like, Ainge was like. I was like, I'm not even going to text Ann. I'll wait a week. I'll just find out what's yeah. going on later. Do you think, um, do you think there's I, any, any kind of tampering going on there that, like, you know, for them for, to potentially just have Al not even look at anybody else. Like, yeah, I'm going to Philly. That's it. It's done. Done deal. They threw the bag. I mean, Al's definitely, like, smarter than that, but. Honestly, I just, I just probably say no comment. <laughs> just, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. I had that. Um, I'm sorry, I had that. So. A, I mean, it's hard to say no to all that money, though. No, well, I, if no, they I get said you. Here's I get the you. Money, what you know, she, she pled the fifth. You know what that yeah. means. So yeah, yeah. Gotcha. yeah. No, I mean, I mean, potentially, potentially, you know, I was looking at the fact that all right, no Kyrie, probably going to be Terry Rozier. I was going to be running the show. Right, what would you? They were do going the slow. Yeah, they were going. They were going to go the youth route. They traded Aaron Baines right away to clear up some space. Just think how good Al would. I get it. I understand that. That would have been great. Yeah, it would have been fantastic. Just Just imagine the look on Al's face when he saw, oh, Kemba Walker. (laughs) What the. Danny never mentioned Kemba, like you know what I mean. Like, he, yeah. didn't, he had no idea. Yo, yeah, that Crazy. was that was a that was a hail mary by Danny Age, and and, and Kemba caught it. Mm-hmm. All right, well, <laughs> <laughs> so no chance. You got yeah, you, no. the Philly. Philly doesn't win a game here. That's it. They're getting swept. What do you think? Yeah. You, any any chance game a game four falls in their favor? I mean, I think it's going to be really tough because the Celtics are just they're just going to come out hot again. Is is what my guess is, yeah. and. And we don't really have an answer for all of their pieces. So unless, you know, Philly gets a lot more aggressive and starts hitting outside shots, things like that, you know, it probably is going to be a sweep. So 
Yeah, Unfortunate. Yeah, so if, you're, if you're counting on hitting outside shots, you guys are screwed. Well, not only that, but if you're, I'm sorry, but if you're playing for the Sixers right now, being home on sounds, a Sunday night, back with your family and friends, pretty freaking sounds good. pretty freaking good <laughs> than spending another four days in Orlando. I'm sorry, but yeah. let's be real. Like you're down 3-0. You're not really thinking, okay, four more wins in a row here. Let's do this guy. So all right. All right. I mean, we'll see. I, we have, all know. I have a, wait, I have a quick question for you guys. Go ahead. What's up? Um, just like being on social media and stuff. Is it just me or is like the Sixers fan base the most negative? fan base oh, you've ever encountered yes, in your yes. entire life. I tried to warn you. I'm pretty <laughs> sure Sean said that at the beginning of the year. That, that was going to happen. Oh they were the worst, they're the worst yeah. fan base ever. You said that a year ago. And yeah. I never, like, they never really came at me because I don't think they could because, you know, like, Al had played so well against them. What were they going to say about right. him? You know right. what I mean? Right. They probably did it to other people, but they weren't really in my mentions like that. Yeah. But now, even when, like, even during the regular season when Al or whoever was doing something really well, they'd still be like, go kill yourself we hate you like it's crazy like i've never encountered fans who hate their own team so much <laughs> and like and like Yo, they're they're not like a off like they're not, they're not performing that well but like they're not awful right, like, right. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. They, they have good basketball to watch every night yeah. they're in the playoffs like like imagine how bulls fans feel no it's Jeez. the same thing the, the <laughs> like, eagles uh, the eagles fans are the same way the same way uh phillies, uh, fans. phillies fans are the same yeah. way yeah. if Phil, uh, the flyers fans are probably the some worst. of the worst yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Philly's just a strange, angry place. Fan base. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. It's weird. And like, I have, I, I like, I envision Philly as being the, the troll capital of the world. Well, that's like, the thing because I they think, don't, they don't think positively. They just yeah. think, yeah. you know, they gotta, they gotta blame something. They gotta right, like, yeah, those, blame it on something. Like those tweets that Anna just said she gets, like, go kill yourself and shit. Like, oh, they no one, to Bo- another, I don't yeah. think Boston, like, gets to that level. No, no. Mm-hmm. But Philly, I feel like that's just like, hey, what's up? Go kill yourself. You yeah. know what I mean? That's oh, like, that's, that's, gone, that's, gone, that's, that's gone racial, and it's like, come on, yeah, man, really? It's, it's like, like it's yo, a basketball game. Just make fun of my team, man. <laughs> I don't <laughs> get personal. Jesus, <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's oh, ridiculous. by the by the way, and I was really, uh, I was happy to see Al get a haircut. I thought that was going to change his uh, change his style up. Uh, yeah, well, explain your philosophy behind. Yeah, it. Yeah, I, I have a philosophy. Can't just say that enough. All right, I have. Oh God, I have a philosophy, and it's called the Derrick Rose philosophy. That. Once you, you start, just named it right now. once you start letting your hair go as a superstar, it affects you on the basketball. It board. negatively affects your game, leading to a possible injury if you don't clean it up. So, <laughs> uh, there's like 75 case studies for this. Um, it's like yeah, Dr. Fauci this, has confirmed this, this already. Exactly. There's about four cases, but okay. Yeah, but <laughs> I was really like, oh, it's nice the game. Al's gonna come out swinging because he got the nice fresh cut. But uh, you know what's so weird? I thought last game Al was really gonna come out and just like go off. Same like, here. Me and my brother Josh both thought that, and like he just couldn't, he couldn't get going. It's so bizarre because he's never been like this in the playoffs. And I know that sounds like, you know, I'm his sister, and I'm like, I'm always defending him and stuff. But yeah, like, no, but you're right. like I mean, legitimately, yeah. like if you like look at his record, this yeah. has never happened before. I do so think true, though, those last twenty games of the season, he just ramps up and it goes right into the playoffs. That's so true. I don't think this is gonna happen. I don't think this is gonna. There's no chance of it happening. But I do think that the offense would run way better if they started to run it through Al. And, like, if Embiid just decides not to play game four, I think they would have a much, uh, like, sort of addition by subtraction at that point. Where Yeah. The, uh, and the, you know what? Al and Embiid yeah. play so badly together. Yeah, yeah. they do. Yeah. They do. Like, they are so bad together. Like, you would never think it. And then, like, I mean, Al plays so much better with, like, Ben um, yeah. out there. Like, it's it's crazy. I don't know why they can't make it work or why they can't figure it out, 
but they just do not complement each other at all. Yeah. yeah. Plus, if Gamesman and B was out, Al went off. That's Al what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. And people, people totally like discredit that. Like no one even like mentions that, and it's like, oh, yeah, right. I think well, Al, maybe it's the system. Al can still help a lot of teams out there. A lot of teams that yeah. don't have their number one player as a seven foot two guy. <laughs> like, which is basically, uh, one team in the league that he's on. Yeah. Uh, I think, like, there's 30 teams out there that could use Al, and, and he'd, he'd play really well for, so. Yeah. I just well, wish we next could, year, like, go back. I just wish we could go back in time. <laughs> and we were just still in Boston, cause that, that's uh, my happy place. Yeah. Right. But. So, so then, you know, yeah. on that note, how far do you see the Celtics going into, uh, these playoffs here? I mean, I think they can definitely make the Eastern Conference Finals, um, I don't know. I they're I think they're a really strong team. They've got a lot of energy, great shooters, great coach. I don't know. They've had a really good year, so so we'll just have to wait and see. And obviously, like I'll I'll be cheering for them for sure. That's what we wanted to hear. <laughs> That's what you're thinking. For? <laughs> okay, there we go. We're good. We're good. It's <laughs> just like oh oh, they're going to oh, the finals phew. now. Right. Okay. <laughs> Anna, can't thank you enough. Appreciate it. Uh, follow Anna, everyone. Follow Anna on Twitter at Anna Horford. Also, check out her podcast, Horford Happy Hour. Uh, available on all podcast platforms, I guess. I don't even want to go through all the lists because there's so many of them. Uh, Anna, thank you again. We'll talk soon. Yeah, thanks, Anna. Awesome. Feel better. Yeah, yes, feel better. Thanks, guys. And yeah, be thank safe. you. Thanks for toughing it out. Oh, you got to have that all tea, right? right? Yeah. UK, you must have some good tea over there. Oh, tea and crackers. They do have good tea over here. <laughs> She's like, I'll be fine. She's chilling. <laughs> all, all right. See you. Later. Say hi to Pitbull for us. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> talk Bye. to you later. Yeah, man. I don't know. I, I've... It's not that I'm shocked that the Celtics are up three games to zero, but what do you mean? Like the effort from Philly. Oh, I, mean, I, I told you that. Yeah, but you knew like what we saw Friday night. Told you. What we saw Friday night. That's the absolute best you're gonna get from Philly, and the worst the Celtics could play. And they shot twenty eight percent. The Celtics play like shit. That's crazy. That's insane to me. See, you point that out, but what, what drives me crazy is twenty offensive rebounds. Twenty points off of those twenty offensive rebounds. Yeah. You're getting smacked if you do that against Toronto Raptors. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. They, they I mean, they. The it's Celtics, so right. Like it won't even be close. The Celtics played bad in Game Three. They played really, really well in Game One and Two. I don't think that the Celtics are going to have many games like they did in Game Three. Well, how do you feel about the bench, though? That's the thing. I don't want people to get too excited about the second year thinking you. that this is going to be the normal Listen, thing. You Tatum, said, you Tatum, said, Tatum, Tatum going to foul trouble early. Oh yeah, that, that's that's going to happen. And Jalen Brown going to foul okay. trouble early. The thing that I, that concerns me, I'll get to the bench in a second, but the thing that concerns me was Kemba Walker was the only efficient shooter in the game for the Celtics. And I felt like he was trying to get, and I know why he was doing it, because he believes in Tatum and Brown. He was trying to get them to go on a roll. Because a, a couple times that he was shooting and had like back-to-back shots, and he, I was like, just take over, Kemba. Go ahead. I don't know if it's just maybe he needs the coach to give him the green light or because how many times in the beginning of the season – that was him. Like, that was his role. Yeah, I think it's on him, though. And I think he understands how important those guys are, too. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not concerned about whether Jalen or, or, or Jason going to be able to, you know, continue what they're doing. Yeah. I'm worried that it may not be enough because I think those guys have to step it up a bit. And I, you know what? I, I'm, I'm pointing this more towards Kemba, which he's obviously showing that. Yeah, right? yeah. Kemba's showing signs of who he was before the injury, which yeah. is great. And I think the timing of it couldn't be any better, right? But my thing is, don't expect the sort of production that Gordon Hayward provided. 
Don't think that the bench is just going to make up for it's that. It's not going to be the you. bench. It's going to be. It's got to be Marcus Smart. It's got to be Jalen Brown. And it's got to be J- Kemba. Tatum, Kemba, Kemba Walker. Honestly, you're just you're adding more to their plates. And whatever's left over, sure. Grant Williams had a, you know a three pointer that I was like, okay, man, if, if that shit's consistent against the Raptors, that's a great thing to have. But off I the don't bench. think you need to. Shemi Ojale, uh, Brad Wanamaker's been great off the bench. No, I'm not saying you need that. Well, actually, you do you need. need that. Uh, honestly, it's I'm not Kemba. saying. Okay, this is my it's thing. Kemba. I'm it's not Kemba. saying you need. Uh, you know, specific amount from X, player X or so, okay. or like, like Grant Williams. I'm saying is that production that you get in for Gordon Hayward, realistically, there's no bench, there's no guys, no amount, a combination of Celtics bench players that you could put together to make up for that production. I get you, I get you. But what Brad Stevens is, I feel like he's done a great job of is what do I need in this particular moment of a game? You know what? Robert Williams, go in there. And, and us watching the game, I'll be like, what the hell is he doing? And then a couple of buckets, a couple of defensive players, you're like, oh, okay. And then, so I just feel like it's, I don't know, it's like bench by committee, yeah, or, or even, or even, or even down the stretch with his starters. You know, we knew Jason was off because he had gotten in foul trouble. Thanks, Scott Foster. <laughs> I know, fuck him. But he always has to have that one playoff game. Always, always. He's like, oh, this is my game. I'm going to shine on no, this. No, he, t- he, him he or him and Tony two, Brothers. Those though. two fouls happen fast. It, they were quick. You're right. Um, Quicker than you fast. Can, you can't predict. When those type of games are going to happen, right? For either Tatum or for even Kemba or even maybe Jason, uh, Jalen Brown. But I just feel like Brad just trusts his team as a whole. That yeah. like, like whoever I call upon is going to come through. And it's, it's not semi Ojale. <laughs> <laughs> not whoever. Everybody but semi. All right. But my, okay. I think and I'm going to, you know, reiterate this, this point. What happened last year was because. They catered to to one player, and it's like, no, we're not gonna fucking do that this year. I I know, I understand. Tatum is becoming a a star in front of our eyes. I understand that Jalen's right behind him, and I understand that you know Kemba, who's never been, he's never had a he's never had a playoff win until last week. They're great, but that's not what makes us great. Just one or one or or each one of those guys individually. No, what makes us great is us as a team. That anybody, no matter what who I call upon, they're gonna come through. I think though. I, I I agree with you a hundred percent. I think this team's a lot more well rounded than people give him credit for. If anybody learned from last year, it's Stevens. Yeah, He's the number because, one guy who learned from last because year because he has. It, it it's not like the, the thing is you look at the bench and you're like there's no scorer on the bench, right? But he's like, I got scores in my st- all over my starting lineup. I got my bench is like a unique thing. Like if if I need uh, if I need a wing player. I got Romeo, but I know I got to play Romeo with Jalen and Tatum. But he'll he'll be able. And, but if you need a bit, but what 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 would make a, a good Romeo Langford game if he just had a couple of defensive stops? Yeah, that's it. Exactly. What, what would it's make? Like, I don't want to lose on a defensive end. Exactly. Tatum needs a break. What would make? Come on. What makes ahead. what makes a good Grant Williams game? A couple of defensive stops and a couple of threes. Bah, there well, you go. I mean, that's what I mean. It's, what it's, it's, it, they're not great players. They, but yeah, they're but they like they they solve. They serve a role. They thank you. They serve a purpose. So, so, and different type and at different moments in the game. But Sway's right. You're right. We're agreeing too much. This is weird. But like on any other team, that wouldn't work. But the pro the, here here's the thing. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I think it is. Yeah. I know. I know. So to Sway's point that the bench isn't going to make up for Hayward. To your point that the bench is going to add something. I think you're right. But the only thing that's going to make up for Hayward is Kemba Walker, in my opinion. Yeah. Because I think Kemba getting back to Kemba at the beginning of the season, which remember at the beginning of the season. Kemba would it's take fourth it quarter, easy. Fourth quarter, Kemba. Third quarter, but third quarter yeah, too. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was start, yeah, he Third was quarter, he would, and he, he did that against Philly, and he got us right back in the game. Yeah, he, he, was, had, again, he had eight consecutive points. He was the only one that shot fifty percent 
I'm telling you, if efficient. you get, if you, get it, efficient. if you get a 24, 25 point Kemba every single night, you're not even going to, and, and, cause Tatum's not going to play yeah, see, as but, bad but as see, he did before. You, you're saying exactly what I, what I, what I'm, what I've been saying from the beginning. How many points did he average during the season? You know what I mean? Like you're asking for a, an extra five, six points there. You're asking for an extra three or four but points I from think, Jalen. Like, no, like, I, but think, I think his, his, his scoring that, average came down because, uh, injuries, Tatum, Tatum and Brown, like, they were, oh, don't, yeah, no don't, question. don't forget. I no mean, question. when and, he came and in, not, and I'm not knocking him for that, but I'm saying for this series, for this series, everyone has to do what they've been, what they've been doing and then some because so of, with the loss of Gordon got, Hayward. You got 20, and that's a lot to ask for, for a team in the postseason right now with the way things are. I don't, I don't actually think I, it's I a lot to I don't ask think it's, for. if it's, because it's Brad Stevens, I don't think it's a lot to ask for. Honestly, because Later. I think if you're, you're going to get 28 points average Tatum. If you get 24, 25 out of Kemba and then Jalen just puts in his 20, that's the, the, the Raptors don't really have an answer for that. But if you get Tatum at 28 and then Jalen and Kemba are like under, tw- like under 20, yeah, like yeah, playing my, like that. That's my thing. My, my, my looking into the series, they got to play, they all got to play well. And I, and again, of course it is early, but looking into the series, like, Realistically, because of what the challenges that, that the Raptors present defensively, I think when it comes to putting points together, it's going to get harder than, than we're thinking about. Like, like everyone, everyone is going to look at what happened this, this past series against the Sixers, or you could look at what happened, uh, the one game that these two played, played against each other in the bubble, but the, both of these teams are in completely different situations. Right. But right here's now. the thing. Here's the thing. Defensively, defensively for the Raptors, I think the Celtics caused a lot of problems because if you remember, the backcourt of the Raptors is Van Fleet and Lowry, both mm-hmm. six feet. So one of them has to defend Jalen Brown. They start together. That's their backcourt. Yeah. So if they're Van Fleet one used of, to be like their Marcus Smart, but now he's but now yeah. he's a starting. He puts up like thirty. He's been balling in the bubble, but he's not a great defensive player on people that are bigger than him. And I think <laughs> he's been balling in the bubble. I like the new thing now. Like if someone mentions a player, I'm like, yo, what's what's his bubble numbers like though? You know, how's yeah. he been in the bubble? The backcourt of Van Fleet. And Lowry going to have a hard time guarding unless the Raptors put Siakam on Brown, which I don't think they'll do. I think Siakam is going to lock up Tatum. Tatum. He's guarding Tatum. Yeah. But then this should be a Jan and Brown series, honestly. Like, honestly, if he's going to have a have point guard, if he's going to have a – no, he needs four big games. Okay. Because if he's going to if he's gonna have <laughs> right. a point guard guarding him, and like because they're not going to – they're it's not going to be the whole game, but like – Right, yeah. Because I got OG and no, an Yeah. I mean, once you get caught in the pick and rolls, that's the thing. That's what makes them so tough. Like, it's not a problem for them if you get switched up on a big because that big can guard the perimeter. You know what I mean? Like, look at that starting five. Like, that makes things so much harder. Whereas Joel and B is not going to guard the perimeter the way, you know, Toronto is or the way, uh, he does in pick and roll sets. You know what I mean? Like, th- yeah. it provides so many, so many obstacles for the Celtics. Yeah. And, and I think this is scarier than the Bucks. I don't no, know I do. People can say what they want about Giannis, but as a whole, defensively, as a team, Toronto Raptors provide way more problems than the than the Bucks do. Yeah, I agree. I agree with everything that that, that you're saying. But the Raptors are what ten and one in the in the bubble, right? Okay, best team in the bubble. I'm gonna bring yeah, up. I'm gonna, that's I'm, right, Suns. I'm gonna bring up. I'm gonna bring playing, up. Char- playing better than Phoenix. I'm gonna bring up Charles Barkley right now. Right? He was. You play for the Suns. Saying nothing but great things about the Raptors, right? How they're very organized, they're, they have great team chemistry, and they're showing right now that they're legit championship contenders. 
And then when someone, when I think it was EJ, brought up the Celtics, he's like, yeah, the Celtics are kind of playing the similar right now. And he says, no, they're playing against a compromised Sixers team right now. So then I said, wait a second. So the Nets are full, are yeah. full strength right now? Yeah, right. The Nets are full strength yeah. right now? Like, the real, the real challenge is going to be playing against the Celtics. Okay? Because, number one, I think they match up great. These two teams match up great with each other. I, obviously, the regular season doesn't always mean a lot, a whole lot. But, like, the Celtics won their season series against the Raptors for the first time in a couple years. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the Raptors have always, how, how, how many times, you know, the last couple of years, like, you know, as long as we avoid the Raptors, as long as we avoid the Raptors, like, yeah. they're good. I think Kyle Lowry has a lot to do with this because if you look at the season series, like, when, when Kyle Lowry doesn't have it on, yeah. like, when he's, they're when he's off, yeah. different they're team. completely, you're, you're Especially right. Especially on their offensive end because they need so much out of him. And yeah. they're one of those teams where you have guys that can go off, you know, guys that you don't anticipate. But when it came down to the nitty gritty, you had no idea what Kyle Lowry was going to do. No, yeah, Especially no. in the playoffs. Yeah, it's true. I mean, playoffs, Kyle Lowry sucks. It's a mess. Yeah, you're right. But last year, he was. It's a mess. People try to put that okay. shit on DeRozan. Okay, DeRozan had a couple, you know, bad playoff runs, but Lowry? Yeah, Lowry, 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 Lowry last year and their, and and their this run. And the guy who has like, what, 100, 100 and something playoff games under his belt? That's what I'm saying. But Lowry oh, last year. That guy's been around. Lowry last year picked his spots to where at the end of the, the at the end of the uh, game, especially in a win, it's like, oh, Lowry played a great game. Right? But because. Because of Kawhi Leonard, because of Siakam, Larry knew when to pick his spots. Right. Obviously, like, this like, time around, it's like, when, like, it's like when Jalen goes off. Yeah, yeah, yeah he'll he'll do a, a twelve or sixteen or something like that. Whereas everyone else gets you know close to or over twenty attempts, and you're like, oh wait a minute, Jalen's got twenty already because they're so efficient shots. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, Kyle is capable of doing that, but in the shadows of someone like Kawhi yeah, Leonard. Yeah. No, you're right, and not even Siakam's having a great time in the bubble right now. Yeah. I think I think Kemba, I think so Kemba. Yeah, Siakam's not having a good time in the bubble, right? Not. No, I think I think Kemba. I mean, he, he was an MVP candidate halfway through the year. Some people would say that, yeah. Candidate. I think Kemba is his role in this series is going to be crucial. And if there was one thing that I I don't know what to call it, like a complaint, but if there's one thing that could have gone either way was the fact that he could have just taken over that game against Philly. Yeah. And they wouldn't have had to go on like a 10 all run to win the game. True. So if he, if he, he knows Kemba Walker, if yeah. he knows he's not feeling like I'm going to step on anybody's toes. If I just decide I want to take over in the fourth quarter, cause I'm pretty sure Jason or, 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 or Jan are going to be like, come on, man. Why don't you give me, you know, you didn't give me my touches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you won the game. They're not, they're not going to bitch about they're that. They're not going to be like that. Yeah, they're not going to be like that. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. I just feel like the, 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 the Celtics backcourt against the Raptors backcourt right now, that's going to be, I think that's what this is going to dictate this series. All right. We're out of here. Come on, guys. This is like my one day off. Jesus. I mean, the, you know, because of you scheduled be, this, because the Nets are so freaking bad. This thing is probably going to kick off in a couple of days. So come on, guys. I'm trying on. to enjoy the little bit of time I have hey, in between the two series. The Nets they play hard. Okay, this game four is a tune up. Okay, this is like another. This is, this is another seeding game for the Celtics. This doesn't mean anything. This is like when they face the hey. Wizards. Um, we might even see some taco. No, we're not going to see no, taco. No, I think taco <laughs> will play. I think taco's going to get his first playoff action. I think you're right. Uh, man, he I'll put money on that. that. I'll, I'll put money on that. He's game two. He's already been. He's already experienced some of the playoff basketball. So. Don't be surprised if you don't see him for the rest of the playoffs. Imagine Brad goes the cocky route and just starts benching guys. Like, yeah, come and get the night Imagine off. Imagine if he starts starts taco. It's like Joel and B. You've never seen this before. Oh, that'd be the ultimate flex. I'm like, yo, 
Brad got some swag. Zero, got some swag. Zero by fucks way, given. By the way, okay, uh, really quick, we haven't really talked about uh, Anna's interview. Uh, Al's going to get traded, huh? No, no, she wants that to happen. I she think it's She happen. wouldn't feel like, yeah, but who's going to take gonna on want? that contract? No, a lot of people will. No, dude. Like, no. Do you not remember what Joe Kim Noah had to do in New York? I'm not calling him Al. Al. Not Joe I'm Kim not Noah, calling him Al. Joe Kim Noah, but like... But I think no. I, th- I there's a lot of <laughs> like, okay all right this fine. is thirty million dollars we're talking about and bro. plus and plus not only that but it, this isn't like the decline of Al Horford would you trade Gordon Hayward for Al Horford no you need to get off Celtics Twitter <laughs> no it happens to me sometimes you just get you start reading into too much and you're just like wait I a would minute. trade Gordon so wait, a minute, wait a minute what why am I listening Gordon Gordon Opson I would trade him for why Al Horford am I right listening now listening to at Parquet seventy five about his hot Celtics takes like I need to step away. Listen, that happens, yo, you know? one hot Celtics takes go to Ash Sean Dutra, boy. You don't say anything about that. Are you serious? You you, you actually would consider that? Oh, I would do it right now. No. What you got? You Al's got, not. Al got hasn't play. lost a step. No, but you you got this. I, whole, I still believe that. You got this whole it's like that, man. It's never about it's the fit. It's the no, fit. No, you, no. You you got this whole like get rid of you know Gordon Hayward as if like it's his fault that he's getting injured. I don't even think it's that. Not his fault, but he can't not. I think you're not looking at. The no, I don't think I would trade. I, I don't think I would trade. I understand it. I'm, I'm just, I just threw it out no, there as a no, random that, thought in my head. And I'm gonna no, throw this out. You don't want, you don't want Al for the next like three years. But on no, but no, dollars. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and I'm gonna throw this out to you. Just because you don't want Gordon Hayward, and if he for whatever reason decides he's gonna opt out, Suns don't automatically have an extra thirty million to spend. That's not how this works when it comes to the salary cap. They'll have more money. Not thirty million. What, are they going to have 1 million? I don't know, but it's not 30 million. I think it'll be close to 30. We're going right. to have to hit up our capologist there. Oh, talk to we'll Z- shout out to Zach Pelequin. We'll save the off-season talk for the off-season. Yeah, Zach which will be like one week. We'll have one week of off-season and That's we'll true. have to like, we'll have to have so many hot the, takes in one week. we talk about the draft. <laughs> <and> then- <laughs> We're going to be like, lottery, draft. Uh, oh, did we talk about the draft oh, lottery? Oh, yeah, we did. We did. Free, free agency. Oh, 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 training camp. All right, cool. Everybody yeah. signs the same day. Yeah. The, the free agency fall. is going to be one day. Yeah, right. Summer league is called fall league, and it's uh, two days long. That's all it is. It's just lo- it's, it's a just, showcase. No, no, it's, it's, it's just, just Lamelo ball play one game. Yeah, no. put up fifty shots. And <laughs> everyone, the Knicks are like fuck. Everyone plays twenty one for a few. Yeah, hours. yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a combine. It's a combine. Everyone, everyone, it's yeah. horse. It's just saying they run the horse back. A bunch of <laughs> that stupid horse thing. A bunch of different contests. Yeah. Yeah, it's just one big ass combine. That's like, a right. new combine. Uh, yo, I'm telling you though, I-, I will say the bubble is pretty fucking good. I like the bubble. Yeah, it's worked out. Mm. It's, it's probably, been great. It's probably not going anywhere anytime soon. I, I have a feeling. You mean you're, su- feeling. you're surprised that six straight weeks without COVID? You're- I'm very surprised. Mm, okay. I mean, I just. I don't know how long it can last though. Like, if they try to do next year in a bubble, the, the season's fine. No, it's going to happen. It's gonna happen in a bubble. Yeah. Yeah. What's eight more teams? Twenty-two teams did it. What's yeah, but more? okay, okay. No, no. All right, let's. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Till next time. The amount of time, you know. So whatever. Okay, we got it. All right, we're good. All right, guys. Hey. Bye. Wear a mask <laughs> and vote Biden. Thank you. Wash. Oh wait, wait, wait. If you didn't register, you're dead to me. <laughs> and for the officers who killed uh, Breonna Taylor, enjoy your fucking weekend, asshole. Yeah, fuck you guys. Yeah, enjoy, enjoy your barbecue, you fucking pussy. Justice for Breonna. Hell yeah.